Hello everyone and welcome back to Something Cinematic, the movie and television podcast where we talk about what we've been watching. I'm your host George Lopez and I'm here as always with my co-host Mike Hoops Gonzalez. How you doing? Alright, well thank you guys so much for joining us again. Um, if, you're lis- if you're interested in listening to some of our other episodes, you can definitely do so. Somecinema.simcast.fm There you uh, go. Alright, all right, well ladies and gentlemen, we have a couple of... <laughs> Really special guests with us today. Um, we have Amy Klassman. Hello. And Mark, how do you pronounce your last name? Curcio. Curcio. Mark Curcio. Well, thank you guys so Hello. much for being here. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, uh, these guys here love 80s movies, and, you know, there's a recent big show that just hit Netflix, you know, something everyone's talking about right now. So we're going to talk about this really huge 80s uh, Netflix show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, a little so, teaser, so you yeah, can figure out at home like what that, show we're talking about. You know what like we're talking teaser. about. No, but guys, um, uh, before we actually get into you know talking movies and, and television, let's talk to uh, Amy and, and Mark. Um, we'd like to get to know our, our, you know, our guests. What are you into? So, what makes you tick, as they say? Ladies so, first, Amy. Oh, come on. <laughs> like movies, TV? Yeah, so let's start with, uh, with movies. What are some of your, um, I guess... Like, what's the kind of genre they usually, you know, navigate towards? I typically go towards comedy and mm-hmm. animated type moves, movies. I uh, I kind of look like a little kid, and I probably have <laughs> the movie profile of watching little kid type movies. Um, I also like dramas. I cannot do thrillers or suspense movies for the life of me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Uh, yeah, big, big movie fan. Always have been. Uh, majored in college and film, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, love the '80s movies. Big fan of the all the '80s style movies. Uh, you know, favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future Part One. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna even, not gonna even say Part Two and Three are even close to the to the first one. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, 80, '80s movies for me. You know, it's, you know, takes me back to my childhood, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoy. To enjoy everything about movies, especially yeah. especially Back to the Future Part One for sure. So cool. So what about uh, like TV shows? What what are some of your favorite? Uh... Yeah, so it's actually like you know recently uh, it's really funny. So like like The Sopranos is probably one of my favorite shows of all time. And it's a little bit older, mm-hmm. but actually like recent shows, Stranger Things obviously is 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 up there now. It was like I couldn't believe it when that show came out. It was like, <laughs> it was, like made for me. It was like, yeah. it was, like incredible. Yeah. And then uh, True Detective, the first season mm-hmm. was just like insane. Like they yeah. like, like Matthew McConaughey's like in car commercials now using that persona that he plays in <laughs> yeah. True Detective. You're like, okay, you know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, definitely, it's definitely what I, what I kind of go towards like drama, yeah, thriller, so suspense. Like, yeah, yeah, like very recent shows. Yeah, right? pretty pretty recent, pretty recent, yeah. definitely, absolutely. Yeah. It was just kind of surprising, I think, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it recently is what what you might consider the golden age of television. I mean, really, yeah. what the the modern drama that, that was kind of kicked off by The Sopranos and Def- no kind doubt. of very yeah. serious artistic television show is not something mm-hmm. that was really around when we were younger, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like even you know five years ago, right? You're like NYPD Blue was like the best show, <laughs> <laughs> right? Was... Yeah, like five ten years ago, I, I don't mean... remember it that well, but I don't think it was great. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, but people I don't were, think it was that great. Yeah. Oh well, no, I don't think it was that good. Either. But, but uh, uh, there were a lot of butts from our, I remember. Yeah. On that show, but anyway. Sipowitz was a character, <laughs> and he showed his butt, and that was a thing. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Within the last like five, ten years, there's been a huge surge in, in the quality and of television shows, mm. um, especially cable television. There's a lot of great shows out there now. Um, but Amy, so what about you? Like, what are some of your favorite like genres uh, of shows? I love Parks and Recreation. I've mm-hmm. watched every single episode multiple times. Mm-hmm. Also a big fan of Modern Family and recently the Goldbergs. Kind of going back to the 80s era Goldberg type thing. Fan, yeah. We so, watch it every single week, cracking up every single week on the couch. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Comedies have been been great lately too, you know, like Parks and Rec is one of my all-time favorite shows too. Super hilarious, amazing cast, right? Like, amazing cast. Like, so many people from that show blew up, you know, after mm-hmm. yeah. Chris it, it Pratt started. Just, yeah, Chris Pratt is probably yeah. the biggest guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's Huge a now. mega, you know, movie star now, and it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So, Mark, you know, you, you, you did mention that, uh, you know, Back to the Future is your all-time favorite movie. So that's kind of like a comedy, sci-fi kind of mm-hmm. movie, right? But is there anything else... Outside of that genre that you've always kind of enjoyed, maybe something from you know growing up that you really enjoyed. Uh, outside of that genre, well, yeah, growing up, I mean, uh, I mean, Risky Business for me was always uh, oh, was, wow. was a probably number two, definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about that movie actually, what first drew uh, drew me to that movie was the score by uh, Tangerine Dream, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, but like really before that, you know, I haven't really heard like an electronic score. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was a little bit younger, probably, you know, high school, uh, you know, going into college. But I was like, oh, man, this is like in the 80s. This was happening. This like <laughs> awesome, like electronic score. And uh, so, you know, I watched the movie and I was like, oh, this movie's incredible. It's in Chicago, based in Chicago, all filmed mm-hmm. in Chicago. So it's like definitely uh, had something to that there yeah. so for me so it was awesome is it it's a tom cruise movie oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. really you don't remember yeah. you know i might have watched it a one of the classic scenes of all time across the yeah. oh yeah of yeah. course yeah that's how I, <laughs> I don't know what i was confusing it with i think i was confusing it with the one where he plays pool what is that one called uh pool hall junkies no, 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 it's like no, Tom Cruise. Yeah. this was kind of one of those movies that came out during that time like top gun came out too and uh, cocktail and all those movies, right? Yeah, uh, cocktail. Yeah, yeah. It's one where he's like a pool hustler or something like that. I forgot what it was But anyway, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I yeah. haven't watched that in like so long. So. You should check it out. <laughs> so you can come on over. Mark has a crush over. on Tom Cruise. And you, oh, should yeah. know, you know how most people have like a, like a pa- a pass person they could go for? I think uh, Mark <laughs> would probably do it with Tom Cruise. If oh, yeah? Chance. Probably. Hey yeah. man, <laughs> still is good after like how old is he now? Like fifty something? Yeah, he's still doing like Mission yeah, Impossible. Like, like, I kidding me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's getting like Botox and plastic surgery. Let's be I think honest. It's like HGH, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's the HGH. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's like sixty years old and he's swinging offside the tallest building. In the yeah, world. right. Yeah. Exactly. He's like hanging off of, not of right a plane, and you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what, what his deal is, but yeah, yeah, that's cool though. So, so, <laughs> so what else besides? Uh, what was your favorite movie? Uh, did you mention it? I don't think you did. I don't think I did. My kind of my favorite movies are kind of I have a couple of them. They're like kind of all over the place and they keep mm-hmm. on changing. Uh, yeah. Run, Fat Boy, Run. Huge fan of it. <laughs> Simon Pegg movie. Simon right. Pegg movie. Was it directed Love. or just produced by David, David Schwimmer? Schwimmer? Produced it. Oh, right. uh, yeah. Simon Pegg starred in it. Hank Azaria. Um, amazing movie. <laughs> uh, true, you know, near and dear to my heart because of the running too. Right. Um, 
I really loved Little Miss Sunshine. It's good um, yeah. Overboard is one Overboard. of all time oh, favorites. Um, yeah. Childhood favorite growing up was Uncle Buck. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> um, at one point in my life, I could recite every single line. Um, so, grew up a lot with you know a lot of John Candy movies. My dad was a huge John Candy fan, so I've seen them. I've seen them all, and I've seen them many times. Mm-hmm. Cool. So. So has there like been anything more recent that you've watched? That <laughs> no, I mean, like, you, the, the way you're asking these questions, like, like, like you're trying to get them to say something. I know. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just you know, third answer you're looking for. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's great. Like we definitely want to know what your favorites are. I mean, a lot of times there are those movies that we watch from our childhood and everything like that that we just hold near and dear to to our hearts, right, like right. you said. Um, that it's kind of like that's awesome because you know you get to really. Uh, understand someone's personality a lot better just by the stuff that they really enjoyed and that meant a lot to them growing so, up. So does that mean I'm stuck in the past or something? No, not at all. <laughs> I think it's great. You know, like Back to the Future is also one of my favorite movies. You know, like I, whenever that whenever that movie's on, I have to watch it. I have to keep mm-hmm. watching yeah, it. You know, yeah, but it's definitely. just so yeah. So it's like a it's a perfect movie. I said that before yeah. about like Indiana Jones. I think the first Indiana Jones oh, is a yeah, perfect incredible, film. Incredible. And Back to the Future is like you can watch it a million times. Yeah. And it never gets old. Yeah. Yeah. Although so I think it's kind of funny. I mean, I don't, I don't know how old you guys are, but I have the same feeling about movies in the eighties. But I wasn't like I wasn't watching these movies in the eighties. I was like yeah. I live. Not a lot of my memories exist from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing a lot of drinking back then, uh, no. but I realized like I watched all of these movies like on, on cassette or like a VHS or like yeah. on cable in the nineties when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. That's what, that's what it was all like about. Like my favorite movie, I've always said my favorite movie growing up was Big Trouble in Little China, oh, man, yeah. uh, and that movie literally came out before I was born. But yeah. I always just remember it from my youth. Right, right. Well, that's it's the same thing. I, mean, I was born in '87. Back to the Future was like '85, I think. So yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't born when it was when it was released, but you know, yeah. I think it messed up my parents for you know they, they don't own many movies on VHS, but that was one of them. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, meant something to them too. I think that's like a VHS tape was like eighty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a huge investment. Yeah, huge investment. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny too because like even uh, when that transition happened with the with DVDs and stuff like that mm-hmm. I was still like I was like no I'm not gonna do it like I'm not gonna transition I, I, and I just kept buying VHS tapes uh-huh. so I just oh no I was an idiot I went all in on did DVDs you? yeah all I was just buying like a DVD every weekend <laughs> yeah. and I was just yeah did you and then I got all these DVDs and I have nothing to do with them right. <laughs> yeah I had so many I ended up like just well. moving and just leaving them yeah oh really <laughs> I still love like, I mean eventually I transitioned to uh, the DVDs obviously Blu-rays mm-hmm. and stuff like that but yeah, yeah definitely yeah I know I know a friend of uh, of Mike's and I, Chris, he kind of jumped all over it too. And it was right at that point where they had, they weren't even Blu-ray yet. They were like the HD yeah, ones the or HD, something. Yeah, the and two formats brought, fighting against each yeah. other. Yeah. So there was, I think they were selling just like HD players specifically, you know, too, right? HD they DVD players, yeah. Yeah, and he was, he was like buying so many. It was like many. VHS Betamax. Yeah, and I remember, and yeah. I, I'm sorry, Chris, you're not here to defend yourself, but I just remember <laughs> talking to him. And just telling him, like, dude, like, you're jumping on this way too early. Just wait, because I know there's going to be, like, an upgrade yeah. coming up soon. And sure enough, <laughs> like, all those HDs, like, nobody ever uses those anymore, you know? Nope. Uh, Blu-ray one, It's man. all Blu- Blu-ray one out, and they've been, you know, it's been Blu-ray for, for years now. Yep. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but going back to, to you guys... Um, is there anything recently that you guys watched? <laughs> Give us something in the last done? year. No. Yeah, just this, this is like the last year that you honestly. I feel like there's a sponsor of this show, and George is trying to get you. No, no, just whatever. <laughs> you want to say that first because I can go into pretty much a lot of detail with that. Go ahead. Well, for me, I mean, I don't know. Like the last like couple of years, like movies have just been like 
not for me at least like a mm-hmm. lot of movies have not been up to par with anything I've yeah. especially in college like you know 2005 06 07 08 mm-hmm. and for me at least I was seeing every movie you know in college it was like you were supposed to you were supposed to see every movie that came out and it was like you're experiencing all these different movies from all different time periods and you're like oh my god there's so many incredible movies out there from like the 80s and 70s yeah. you know whatever and like now it's like to have a movie like do that to me now to really like blow my mind like whoa like that was mm-hmm. that's a buyer on blu-ray you know what i mean like yeah. that's definitely gotta buy that it's very like few and far in between for me now at least yeah. but uh i would say like inter uh interstellar and inception both christopher nolan movies mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy guardians oh, of the galaxy guardians was the probably the pro- i would say i think we agree we can probably agree the best marvel movie that probably came out i would agree Oh, cool. Absolutely yeah. incredible. It's yeah, it's a really uh-huh. fun movie. Yeah. We also really enjoyed Finding Dory. I'm yeah, Finding Dory. Toss in my child two yet. cents. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. Absolutely. It wasn't, a, you know, as good as the original, but it was yeah. good. It? I haven't seen it yet. I've yeah. only, like, the last Pixar movie that really blew me away was Toy Story 3. I feel like Toy Story 3 was kind of sad. You didn't like it? I, I It was good. <laughs> I feel like there's still better out there. Yeah, I think you gotta, uh, yeah. you gotta definitely die. That and Wally, the first one. Love Wally. For me, I the first know. 20 minutes of Wally is essentially a silent film. It's incredible. It's incredible, yeah. It's, the way they... Oh, my God. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> I'm no all about Ratatouille. Uh, oh, Ratatouille's great, I too. Love I love Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those movies, too. I've talked about it before on the show, but like when it's on TV, I just have to watch it, too. Great. Yep. It's a great movie. Great Another great movie. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And none of those are really... They're not like the Cars series, which everybody oh, agrees. Yeah. God. <laughs> cars. Which, why are they making a Cars 3? I'm sure that movie What's, just makes a fortune somehow. Just merchandising, yeah. man. Just, just <laughs> love buying the Cars, yeah. man. Exactly. It's so, so much merchandise. So, so much merchandise. So, of course, are going to keep rolling those things yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. Everybody really liked... What was the last one? In, not, not even the last one. The movie uh, it took place in the girl's head, uh, Inside Out. Oh, uh, did not. I wasn't okay. a huge fan of it, but yeah. I saw people were like freaking out. And Another one that people uh, loved, but I, did I not. actually yeah, we loved agreed it. on that too. Did you really? I thought, I thought it was, was good, very, but I'm, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't flipping out over the way everybody else was, and I thought like I was missing something. I don't know. I, for me, Pixar has kind of fell off in a weird way because they made the movie. What's the last? The last movie they came out with was The Good Dinosaur. Uh-huh. Which did anybody even see that no, one? No, still have not seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I just really enjoyed it just because it, I don't know I, I thought it was a very like super emotional movie you know? and obviously it's what it's about right it's about like all these different uh, characters are pretty much all this the different emotions that the little girl has and everything right. like that um, yeah. yeah I don't know I, I, I appreciate things like that when they can really uh, resonate emotionally yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it just adds an extra layer you know for me it's, yeah, I, just, mm. I just I dug it you know? so have you seen Up then I did but you know Better than, oh, God, better than Inside Out at the beginning is brutal. I was gonna say, what's yeah. more emotional? Than... <laughs> See, that, that movie, yeah, that was probably one See, of the that most that to me is movies. Pixar at its best. The same thing oh, that I said yeah. with the first twenty minutes of Wall-E and I guess the first what 10, 15 minutes yeah. of, of Up, where I there's say... almost no dialogue. Like her, yeah. the, the the young Ellie doesn't <laughs> yep. even have a voice actress. Is no, there's no credit for the voice actress. Right. But that is again another like another fifteen twenty minute silent film essentially, yep. yeah. and it's absolutely heartbreaking. And it's in a yeah. children's movie, right? Yeah, yeah. right. But um, and then the cone of shame comes in, and it kind of brings it back <laughs> up. So yeah, right, it turns into so like a mad many, cat adventure. Yeah, so yeah. many good elements in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So what about uh, directors? Um, you guys have any favorite directors? Yeah, this is. Uh... This is a hard question for me because, I mean, I I think I put on there Scorsese, but, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. 
so in school we did two studies. I took two classes, one on David Lynch and one on David Cronenberg, mm-hmm. and uh, we did both two of their film school directors. Yeah, definitely two, <laughs> definitely two film school directors. Uh-huh. So we watched their entire catalog of movies, and like, if you would have asked the 2007 version of Mark Curcio what his favorite director was, he'd say uh-huh. David Lynch, no doubt about it. And yeah. now it's like, eh. yeah. I mean. You go back and watch some of those movies. Uh, some of them were just like, nah, not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was it, um, was it Blue Velvet? Blue Velvet is like regarded as a classic for sure. It, that's ago. a very good, very good movie in my opinion. Yeah, super weird, though. Super weird. But <laughs> well, that's, that's why he's like, yeah, I've seen yeah. And, and like Mulholland Boulevard, Mulholland, Mulholland, Drive, Mulholland, Drive, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, that's like really Blue Velvet. And then you get into Mulholland Drive. Then you go even deeper into Inland Empire, which is like, okay, mm. so what's going on? I've like, never seen that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I saw that at the music box actually with my friend in, in college, and uh-huh. scared the crap out of me. It's like <laughs> absolutely just—it's all like imagery, makes no sense. It's just like stupid. I, I don't know. Yeah. But at the time, though, I was like, "This is the best movie I've ever seen." I'm so freaked out, and then uh, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't later on. <laughs> Amy? Uh, John Hughes. Yeah. Love John Hughes movies. Mm-hmm. I know, once again, stuck in the past and like a child. But, <laughs> oh, uh, That's cool. Um, it's like, he's the only movie. director I can sit down and watch practically every single one of his movies and just be happy and content for mm-hmm. uh-huh. whatever happens. We were in a big John Hughes kick for like two months. I think we watched every movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure we did. <laughs> Even some of the not, a, not, Even that, not yeah. as good ones. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good, like, because uh, you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, it's a Marvel movie, and uh, supposedly the new Spider-Man movie that's com- going to be coming out soon is trying to capture, like, kind of that vibe as well. It's, it's a high school type movie, but they're, they're, from what I hear, is that it's kind of, it's almost like a John Hughes movie. Really? You know? Which is really cool, because, I mean, we talk about Marvel, uh, the way they handle their movies and everything uh, quite often on the podcast, and, and just how, like, they try to capture a different vibe or, or you know just for every character for yeah. every one of their movies that they, they make for them so it's gonna be awesome like I can't wait mm-hmm. to, to watch that because sure like it's Although like it's easy to say you're going for a John Hughes vibe yeah well, I mean, it's very it's, hard it's, to it's really hard that. yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah I mean I get it but I just think I mean obviously it's something different like mm-hmm. and, and from from like the Marvel universe that we've seen so far, and from the so, Spider Man universe that's been rebooted yeah, how many times? Right, right, yeah. yeah but yeah, now that it's yeah. in the hands of Disney, like I have a little more faith in that because you know they. I, who was it? Who owned the rights to Spider Man? Sony, Sony. Oh, still does own the rights. To oh, Spider-Man. okay. So they're, they're just, just kind of work, yeah. They're working with Marvel Studios, right? Now. Exactly. That's that's what, is exactly what happened. But anyways, I just uh, think I'm really interested to see how that turns out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So John Hughes, that's. Uh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of local Chicago connections with all of your, your picks. Yeah, I think that's something, that, that's something to do with it a little bit. I, I mean, think, you know, you're born and raised in the Chicago area. Uh, it's just there, kind yeah, of a, it's a like sense program of... to like. Or yeah, you, yeah, almost. You're, you're exposed to the Blues Brothers at a young age and yep. then like just yeah. force-fed it until you know every line and you can't help but love it. Right, but then when exactly. you leave the area and you, you come, you know, you leave the area and you find all these people that have no idea what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> you're just like, God, I need to go back to Chicago now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, what about television shows? I mean, what are some of your favorites? Like uh, growing up, like did you guys? I don't think you. Um, I grew up watching The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. 
My brothers and I would quote it mm-hmm. and watch it nonstop, much to the dismay of my parents. Still can't <laughs> believe they let us watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was obsessed with The Simpsons when I was a kid. Yeah. I was literally like my favorite number as a kid was 32 because Fox 32 showed The Simpsons. Oh, really? They used to show them. It was like Thursday night, I think. And yep. I would like every night plan my week around it. <laughs> and I was I was thinking about this recently. I was so annoying as a kid because every time my mother would like something would happen, I would like I, my, my mother would say something that happened and I'd be like oh yeah that's like on The Simpsons when like literally every like every day wouldn't go by where I would say oh yeah that's like on The Simpsons when we, yeah. we used to drive my parents nuts doing the exact same thing uh, yeah. which is why I'm surprised they kept let us keep on watching it uh, so. yeah and it's cool it's, what's cool about that show too is that when you rewatch it now I mean there are so many things that pretty much went over mm-hmm. our heads as kids you know a lot of adult themes that are covered or you know like situations in history or whatever like they're just they're commenting on that sort of thing, right? Whether yep. it's political, pop mm-hmm. culture. But like when we when we were kids, at least for me, it was like I just thought it was super funny, clever. Um, but then when you rewatch it, it's like holy shit! Like they were really yeah. making a lot of statements about you know the current time. And I don't know. I just right. It was a very like all of the show. writers were. I was thinking like because the, the, I think my sense of humor was kind of shaped as a child by The Simpsons, mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. And like early Conan O'Brien, I used to like oh, watch yeah. that when I was very young. Like absurdist, his kind of absurdist humor. Yeah, and I really like he's involved. He was a writer for all three of those shows, and and all of those shows are were written by like Harvard graduates, like all really liberal writers who were like pushing their message yeah. into all of the shows. So I think it like shaped my political views <laughs> some ways. Yeah, yeah, it was like kind of subconsciously. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame it kind of fell apart though. I mean. You can't do a show for like 25 years and not <laughs> yeah. have it kind yeah. of fall off. It should have finished like after like 15 years or something. Although really, I just assume it fell. It, it could be really funny right now. I just wouldn't know. I haven't seen it yeah. in like 10 years. Yeah, I guess I haven't watched it in a while. You guys watch it? Nope. No, no. not watch it anymore? No. Yeah. So what about you, Mark? Like what's a, one of your sh- favorite shows growing up? Growing up, I mean, Young, Power Rangers was huge. <laughs> yeah. They are going to make a remake of that in 2017. Yeah. There's, there's one coming. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, aren't they going to make a movie too? It's a movie, yeah. So, yeah, it is the movie, yeah. yeah. The Power Rangers movie coming out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that was like, man, I remember as a kid, you were like running home to catch <laughs> Power Rangers. You'd like sprint home to make the first, you know, yeah. but you didn't miss any of it. So yeah, that was like big time for as a kid, for sure. Yeah, that's funny because like, I, I think I'm pretty sure like a couple years older than you, right? <laughs> and uh, so I just missed that. Uh, you know, yeah, and right. so like I was Dismissed like wave, too yeah. old for it. You know what I'm saying? Like quote yeah. unquote, whatever. Because uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not proud of it. But there was a couple kids that like really enjoyed it in my class. I just remember making fun of them for liking it. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine if I was a couple handed out younger, a lot of swirlies. I would have probably really, of, no, not like George, that. George is no. handing out swirlies. <laughs> no. No, no way, never. But Where's anyway. your pink Power Ranger now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they ain't saving you now. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Stranger Things. All right, so uh, before we actually get into Stranger Things, uh, I just wanted to ask Mark a couple of questions about uh, film school, because he mentioned he did, you know, you attended film school. Um, so, yeah, so how was that experience? Well, when did you uh, attend and for how long? Uh, well, I went to DePaul, and went from 05 to 09, and... Yeah, I mean, at first I, didn't, I was not in film school. I was just kind of going through my general admission or general, general education classes. And then yeah. I took a screenwriting course. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, yeah. I like movies. Might as well major in film. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, major in film. But I was definitely, like, not 
the traditional, stereotypical film student. I was, like, more into, you know, like, 80s films for sure, like, slasher films, yeah. like, definitely, like, into that kind of stuff, and uh, definitely, like, showed through my, like, writing and my directing style, and didn't like the traditional films or mm. the regard as the best of all time and stuff. I was re- really different, so I didn't really fit in that well, actually. Mm-hmm. I had, like, two friends in film school, and, like, that was it. And like, But we made, like, all our movies together. Cool. So uh, it was really fun, though, like, for sure. Like, the two really good guys, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, we, we had a blast. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and now I have nothing to do with anything in film besides just watching movies, so yeah. it's kind of... Weird. Cool. So, but, what kind uh, of like, uh, what kind of movies did you guys make? What did you, you know? Why you going <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much why uh, Amy's seen a couple of uh, my movies. <laughs> they're 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 uh, readily available on YouTube and Vin- and uh, Vin- uh, Vimeo. Oh, nice. oh, wow! We have yeah. to put some links yeah. in the uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I would uh, <laughs> just proceed with caution. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think. Um, so I met I met Amy and uh, she had like heard from my parents like oh he like makes movies yeah and she's like oh I'll go like look at them before I like see what I'm getting myself into with this guy and there was like uh, I was the only uh, the only student at DePaul to have a cum shot on my on on, on, on camera <laughs> oh, and so that okay. was the uh, that was the movie that Amy saw first and oh. she's like huh <laughs> oh, okay interesting and yet here I am. Yeah. And here she is. Yeah. So, I, so at first we were kind of like, "What did I just get myself into?" Not really. I mean, I think I had heard kind of the warnings about. Oh yeah, he had a little different film study. Yeah. Kind of stuff. And I did. I definitely whatever. did. <laughs> I definitely yeah. did. So like, yeah, we really just explored. Like, because it was like, man, it's like a student film. It's like really hard mm-hmm. to find. First of all, good actors impossible in films. Mm-hmm. So we can't find. We got like at least pay yeah. somebody, which you had no money, so you can't yeah. pay anybody to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. You need like a good can't. You need like you don't need a good camera, but you need some kind of like production value, some kind of good writing, and something, right? Uh-huh. And most people don't have that, unless they've been like in school for a little while, and that program at DePaul was like very new at the time. It was like just introduced. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like Columbia, it wasn't like, had, mm-hmm. you know, like established itself as like a, you know, like a creative like department at all. It was like brand new. Mm-hmm. So everyone's film was just like, in your apartment, you're like sitting there like smoking a cigarette, and you're like watching TV, and then like, Someone walks in, like shoots you in the face, and you die. <laughs> like, that's the that's the movie. It's like everyone's movie is exactly the same. So we're like we're like fuck that. We're gonna go like do something crazy, uh-huh. and uh, you know we went to my our uh, parents' lake house and like filmed this like crazy movie about like these like two dudes who like try to like rape this girl and like don't succeed, and then they just got like you know it's like it's like, a crazy thing that happens <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, Gal, you know, they're all comedies. None of them are dramas, really. But, uh, oh, uh, wow, that sounds intense. So. But, uh, Is this the type of movie that would be viewed very harshly in our modern calamity? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> perhaps. Maybe maybe not, though. I, don't really, I think it'd be just like, ah, I've seen it before. You know, sort of, nowadays, probably. But, uh, I mean, they're available. You can watch them. They're not really that good. I wouldn't, like, recommend you guys, like, you know. <laughs> You, know, so but you, don't you didn't continue him? pursuing this. We did not. We did not continue pursuing this this, this <laughs> dream that was actually ended up not being a dream. It was more. Uh, I just realized that I really enjoy watching movies and uh, you know how they make me feel at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> that's what I enjoy more. Yeah. You think attending film school though and studying it gave you a better vocabulary for how to understand films? Oh, no doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't regret it for one bit, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, can talk about movies. I, I I know why I enjoy them now. I understand why I enjoy them. I I, I know that uh, 
you know, if I had an opportunity to get into film, like if someone said, like, hey, here, you pick something. What do you want to do in film? Like, I want to write the music for it. Like, that's what I know now that I like, would want to do for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, you know, I'll just produce it. Here, here's like here's like $2 million. Go make me a movie and I'll just <laughs> fund it for you. You know, and just maybe, maybe something good so I can get a return on investment. <laughs> <laughs> you would immediately become a cynical yeah. Hollywood. That would, that would definitely be me in that. It's like, maybe some money and I'll do one for money and I'll make the rest for love. That's fine. That's, yeah. as, as, as Scorsese says, do one yeah. for money and the rest for love. But you, you, you're big into music, right? Like you love Yeah, it. definitely. Yeah, so you're really into definitely. that sort of thing. So, um, I'd imagine that you really enjoy, you know, you pay attention to the score of a film. Every time. Um, yeah, so do you have like a favorite composer or maybe one of your all-time favorite soundtracks? Well, I mean, those like the big three for me at least, you know, John Williams, yeah. Alan Silvestri, and Hans Zimmer all are like up there. Mm-hmm. And they're all like incredible composers. They do so yeah. many, they won so many Oscars and so many good good uh, film scores. But mm-hmm. Tangerine Dream and Risky Business, still my favorite scores of all time. Absolutely incredible. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go as far and say survive score for Stranger Things is just incredible. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. It. I freaking love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, awesome. I was like so excited when they announced it. They're like, hey, we're going to release a score. I'm like, yes. Cool. Well, they that's... had to like release a score by popular demand. Yeah, though, exactly. Right? They weren't going to release it. Exactly. Because it was so good. And everyone was like, where is this? I want to get that down the score. You know, that's, uh-huh. that's why they, exactly. That's why they released it. So. Uh, that's incredible. You know, Alan Silvestri's Back to the Future. Alan Silvestri's Flight of the Navigator. You guys seen that movie? Yeah, it's a classic. That score is awesome. Oh my God, it's so good. Flight of the Navigator with the silver spaceship? With uh, Paul Rubens is like the little alien like guy. Oh, it's Paul Rubens? Yeah. I probably knew that at some point. In yeah, yeah. That, like, like, you're like, oh, that's P.B. Herman's voice. You like definitely see it in there. Yes! Yeah, okay, well, that's, uh, of course I knew about that. I remember that, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, that's an incredible score. It's just, have you seen any of the videos floating around recently? There's kind of a debate over what uh, what's going on with modern sound, modern scores. Something like no. uh, so. There's, there was a video someone put out about why uh, nobody remembers Marvel scores. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, name they, that's a name good point. Your favorite song Great from point. Star Wars or from Dress Park. So was an article anything. about this. So it was a video. Someone oh, made a video yeah, and, yeah, and posited a theory about why that is. And their their theory was that it, there are so many temp tracks now, and that the, the, the films hue so closely to the temp tracks that directors are just reusing the thing and then telling someone make something like that, telling the composer. Yep. Um, and then sense. there was a response that was really great. They, they said like Star Wars is one of the most iconic films yeah. uh, scores, one right? Of the classic John Williams score. Yep. And but that was extremely close to its temp track. That it sounds very similar to like the westerns of the period, or, mm. uh, that they were trying to invoke the feeling mm. of those like early uh, spaghetti westerns. That's and whatnot. pretty good point. That's pretty and good point. so their theory was that what the, what the response video posited was that it was all Hans Zimmer essentially. That Hans Zimmer <laughs> created the modern, it created basically what is the modern score by digitizing everything and making it so the director okay. can actually mess with the score while he's editing the film. That's a good point. That's and good point. because. The easiest thing to digitize is percussive sounds, so yeah. you get a lot of percussive scores now, like Jason Bourne, which like dun 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, and so now that's that's what Marvel does, and those those are are easier to do mm-hmm. when you're editing a film because you can actually you can do it while you're editing and see how the scene is forming. Right. Whereas something like Star Wars or Jurassic Park or those with their huge orchestral pieces, right? Those are usually the last thing done before a film is finished, always, and you have to finish always. editing it and then. And then you get the orchestra in and the right. composer works on it. And it's almost too risky now to do that because yeah. of how much money it costs to get the orchestra so and pay all these musicians. And yeah. 
And so that's why we're not getting more uh, uh, kind of our, our what am I saying? Uh, iconic scores, yeah, like yeah. we used to. So who did the uh, the new The Force Awakens? You know who composed it was still it the was Force still, Awakens was wasn't it John Williams? It was still John, but it wasn't like he didn't like. I don't think he composed it, but they used his score. Obviously, yeah. he did, but he wasn't the guy like right. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, in the credits it says something weird. It was like like borrowed from John Williams or something uh, weird okay. like that. But yes, but yeah, it's still his score. Okay, yeah, because it seemed very. I mean, obviously John Williams. Well, they're drawing right? on one of the most iconic scores. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. It's just yeah. I don't know. Like, but that's why Survive Score like gives me a little bit of hope a little bit because mm-hmm. you got these two guys who are from what Austin, Texas, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just like two electronic dudes who are just like making some like crazy '80s noises, right? And they're right. Uh, the Duffer Brothers were like, "Hey, uh, we heard your music. Can you like make this score for cool. our uh, our TV show?" And they're yeah. like, "Okay." And so they make this like incredible, like I think like I can like hear the the, the opening yes. theme to change yeah. in my head right now, it's and it's so like good. it's like that yeah. done relatively cheaply. Like, yeah, they got that done pretty pretty cheaply, right? Compared to an art a whole orchestra, right? Just two dudes with some light yeah. synths, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of like, maybe that'll like give Hollywood a little bit of like, hey, we can still do like awesome memorable scores yeah. for cheap mm-hmm. and find these like awesome creative people to do it. Hopefully that's, maybe they take a little bit out of that maybe, but we'll see. Yeah. And you're yeah. available if anybody's looking. I'm available. <laughs> yes, I will nice. uh, work my ass off for that. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. It's a great opening score. And the show itself was really, really awesome. So I guess let's, uh, let's talk, about, talk about Stranger Things. So, um, you know, like, we, we've been talking a little bit about the score, um, but the show itself was was awesome. Um, it's a Netflix series uh, by the Duffer brothers, uh, like Mark mentioned. And it just came out on Netflix about, like, three months ago, was it? Was it that long ago, really? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was about three months ago. And this is, you know, one of those... I mean, Netflix is doing an awesome job handling these new oh, original yeah. series that oh, they've been yeah. putting out. And, 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 you know... The excitement comes from the fact that they're releasing all the episodes at the same time, and it you know gives people the opportunity to binge watch, and uh, <laughs> and it's really like they've just been doing an awesome job, just in general of of, of uh, putting these things together. But uh, the format and everything is always always great. But yeah, Stranger Things. Um, you know, we've been talking about '80s movies. I know you know Amy and, and Mark. You guys love '80s movies, so. Amy, what 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 happened? <laughs> what do you think about this, this show? Happened? I don't think I'll ever hear the end of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, because this is you know, in theory, know, this would be like right up your alley. I know, right? in theory, it would be right up my alley, but uh, I really just do not do suspense thriller, mm-hmm. jumpy yeah. type movies, and uh-huh. I couldn't even make it past the first two minutes before I asked Mark to to watch it by himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you remember exactly what point you checked out? Do you remember what point? Oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Within the first 
two to three minutes of the show. <laughs> so like uh, uh, Will Byers, uh, you know, gets lost on the way home. Oh, okay. And uh, so you made it through the Dungeons and Dragons scene. Got, got through the Dungeons and Dragons scene. Okay, oh, yeah. well that's that's a little further into the episode then. I'll give you a little more. Credit. Well, it's like probably it's, like four minutes. It's like five minutes. Four to five. Double that. Yeah. yeah, you were you were setting uh, selling yourself short there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So like Will, Will Byers like crashes his bike right, and he sees like or didn't crash. He, like pulls over and like sees the figure falls kind of down. Right, he yeah. falls kind of down. He runs uh, to the uh, shed, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you checked out right where like the light bulb like. Starts like really getting yeah. like bright, and then you, like turn around and like it just pans up, and then the light bulb like goes out, and you're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, that's right, but, uh, right before the opening credits, right? I think it just goes, it yeah. fades out, and then the yeah. credits come on. Right, yeah. exactly. Hey, that's like Amy's like, can we turn this off? And I'm like, pull my laptop, like, <laughs> I need to watch this. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great though. I mean, so you obviously like you had a different reaction to it. You were like sucked in right away. Oh, I was like sucked first. in like immediately. I was yeah. like right away because you can like because I heard like. Uh, like the score in the background and I'm like oh man this like score is like really awesome it's like all like 80s like synth sounds it's amazing yeah. and yeah. like so that got me like right, right into it and everything and just like mm-hmm. like the kids too so it was Definitely. like huge for me so kind of like with like John Hughes movies a little bit yeah. like they're like his movies are more, very like teen very like angsty right and like mm-hmm. you have these like kids which I don't know if you guys like read this and I guess probably have but mm-hmm. uh, the Duffer Brothers like presented that their series to like a bunch of networks mm-hmm. like probably like they, they didn't mention that's right spe- yeah, yeah they didn't mention like sp- specific names but I would assume like big networks who like told them like the main thing was like oh you need to focus on on Hopper as your character your main mm-hmm. character you can't yeah. focus on the kids as your main characters mm-hmm. and they're like no way that's going to take away from like the entire show yeah and but so, just a little background on the show because we haven't talked about it really what yeah, it's about yeah. yeah I mean everyone knows knows what it is but yeah it's about these kids uh, they're how old are they? Would you say like they're like eleven, twelve, maybe? Yeah, like uh, middle, just, middle school just like kids. preteen, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah like middle school kids, uh, kind of nerdy kids that play Dungeons and Dragons, like mm. you mentioned. And one of them goes missing, and he gets abducted by some kind of uh, monster. So it's kind of like a sci-fi thriller. Uh, kind of thing, and so the kids hop on their bicycles to solve the mystery. Right, yep. so yep. yeah, it's pretty much these kids <laughs> exactly. trying to find it's out where very, their friend is. It's very reminiscent of the classic. I mean, they're they're kind of relying on eighties tropes. Yeah, specifically, I would think like E. T. Definitely, um, mm-hmm. like classic Spielberg, classic kids in the suburbs classic riding their Spielberg. bikes on yep. an adventure. Yep, no yeah. doubt about it. So it's an it's an adventure movie too. Like I said, it, yeah, totally Steven Spielberg. That's what Steven yeah. Spielberg does. He loves a description those... I heard was Steven Spielberg or Stephen King by way of Steven Spielberg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense. And it's yeah. It's it, I think it captured both of those. You know. Yeah. Atmosphere I, I, for I both agree. of those kinds of. I agree. Hundred percent. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Amy, what do you think? Did, have we sold you on this yet? <laughs> Are you in yet? Do you think you'll? I'll try it again. Maybe I'll last it to six minutes. Let's see. Yeah. Maybe watching broad daylight this time. Not yeah. in like a. Oh, yeah. not, Maybe un- not in un- the middle of the night. It's yeah. a middle of the night in, in a, an unfamiliar Portland apartment that we don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let, let's try to sell this show to Amy a little bit more now. All right. So, yeah. So, one of the things that I really enjoyed was just the kids, you know, the actors. And, and oh, yeah. Excuse me. They actually they did an amazing job with casting, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something that people talk about often when it comes down to uh, movies or television shows that are heavy, heavily reliant on child actors. Yep. You know, you really gotta pick a good actor. Like what? Like most of the time, for like for example, the movie Room, 
I don't know if you guys are familiar with great, that. The Brie Larson movie yeah. with, uh, with movie. the little boy. Yep. I mean, it's so reliant on that one kid, right? It is, and yeah. and it, thankfully, they, you know, they lucked out there too, right? But yep. now, this show is highly, you know, it's relying highly on three, no, four young actors. Yeah. You know, yeah. like middle school yeah. age kids. And, and the fact that they got all of them right, like, they all play their parts so well. And uh, they're very likable and great actors. And they keep the... You, they show like great emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they're great able emotion. to convey that emotion that they're trying to drive in those, you know, whatever scene that they're in, you know, and yeah. very effective. So I think that's one of the things that I enjoy the most of, of uh, the show. And a lot of people talk about Eleven, um, who's a um, Millie Bobby Brown, yep. the actress. So yep. mm-hmm. she doesn't have a lot. She doesn't like talk a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, so she's kind of one of those characters that kind of. You, you have to see the emotion in her face and, yeah. and stuff like that and then she does an amazing job amazing job um, so yeah I just I just had to yeah. give it up it'd to be so kids. easy for a child actor to like blow that one oh definitely because she's playing Huge. weird and yeah. it's so uh, yeah. it's so easy for a kid to go overboard or yeah. like play it too weird and make it silly definitely. Yeah. definitely but yeah I mean she found a nice balance just like all the other kids they, right you know, I really bought the characters. Yeah, a lot of so, those kids, that, except for Millie Bobby Brown, she's the only one that really had a little bit of acting experience before mm-hmm. that. Those other kids didn't really have that much experience, yeah, at all. That was yeah. like their first big, big role. Yeah, first big yeah. role, pretty much, and yeah. absolutely killed it. Yeah. Absolutely, is awesome. Indeed, and so and then there's of course, uh, like you mentioned, Hopper. Uh, he was a phenomenal character as well, even though he didn't have like. I mean, he had a big role, obviously, but right. he wasn't, like, the main focus. You know, like I said, the kids were. But uh, it's it's really cool that the adults were, like, the supporting actors, it feels like, yeah. for the most part. Like, right. Winona Ryder. Well, um, yeah, Winona, Winona Ryder, who we haven't really seen Good for getting back in there right there. Yeah. <laughs> she was so great. Like, she was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. yeah there's, like, there's, like, three plot lines, essentially, mm-hmm. in the show that, that carries through. There's the, the kids, the young kids. Then there's like the teens, the uh, kind yep. of older teens, yep. and then the adults with Winona Ryder and Hopper and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I guess the oldest brother, like, he might kind of yeah. count as that, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's another kid, which you as a Parks and Rec uh, fan might enjoy, looks exactly like John Ralphio. <laughs> Wait, who <laughs> looks just like, he does, the, Steve. The, uh, Steve. Oh, the, bo- the boy just like right. John Ralphio. Yeah. So much so that oh, there was actually God. like a theory online that that kid and the sister are yeah. John Ralphio's parents. <laughs> yeah. Because they're apparently equidistant to Indianapolis. <laughs> because he has the hair. They're hilarious. both like an yeah. hour outside of Indianapolis. That's hilarious. That's specified. And yeah. that's uh, Steve Harrington that's played by Joe Keery. Yeah, yeah, he Steve was Harrington. so good too. Like he, yeah, yeah. I will say if I if I have one critique of the show, I did not like Steve's like arc at that like very. He end. didn't really. You know, a lot of people. No. I, I didn't. I was either. a big fan of it. I you liked it. Like, yeah, he kinda, I liked because I felt like it kind of subverts the trope. Well, so should, we, trope should, we, should we mention spoilers? He's a jerk, though? and on his own, he right. should we mention spoilers? I don't know. If we should. Uh, I suppose. Let's, I mean, well, let's try to keep him a little bit. Keep him a little bit to minimum. but yeah, I don't know. It kind of like bothered me. I don't know why. Maybe I was expecting it differently or something, mm-hmm. yeah. but I can see where people like it. Yeah, yeah I feel but, like there was a way you expected an arc to go, and then he kind of turned that on its head. Like, because because he was playing in a sense, he we're referring to uh, the older sister. I forget her name. Nancy. Nancy. Nancy so right. he was Nancy's boyfriend. He, she's right. the older sister of like the child protagonists. Right. Uh, protagonists, and uh, he's like the classic '80s movie jerk boyfriend. Yeah. Who doesn't under get doesn't doesn't understand like the weird artistic kid who maybe she's yeah. starting to to lean towards and and he's like a like a jerk and a bully 
And then, like, I feel like he kind of just, like, they kind of subverted that by him realizing he was being a jerk and a bully and just kind of... But I don't think that... I just so like, it was so sudden. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't think it was earned. There was no... Maybe that's just, like, high school, man. You know, you, you realize... You, like, change in high school, right? That's, like, yeah. the change period. Maybe he just, like, changed during that uh, time period right there to be, like, the yeah. good guy or something. Yeah, he grew up. He grew up right there. <laughs> Before yeah. our yeah. eyes now. Exactly. But he let Barbara die, man. That's his fault, man. No. <laughs> Barb? <laughs> Barb's dead. The internet is because that's with Barb. Yeah, everyone yeah. loves Barb. Yeah, poor gal. Um, but yeah, like so, uh, you know, Matthew Modine was another big actor that was in this. Yeah, a super small eighties eighties heartthrob. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he gestures. <laughs> I, mean. no, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. Um, but no. So whose Matthew... posters adorn your walls? Obviously, Amy loves uh, Matthew Modine. Yeah. I think you know who that name is. No, I, I, I actually, I'm not honest. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's he like in Full Metal Jacket. Um, mm-hmm. What is that wrestling movie that he was in? He's a high school wrestler or something. Mm, I don't know. It was a really good movie. I just remember him as like the wise cracking medical student in Grey's Anatomy. The there was a movie called Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about uh, that was show. not not like the show yet. Yeah. The only thing, well, uh, the only thing, I, you know, it was kind of cool to see him in in this, you know. Uh, but he, I think his character was my least favorite, to be honest, just because. Mm. He was so one-dimensional. Like you don't really, what is he like? You don't. They don't just explain much about him. And hopefully they open that up, man. He like he doesn't have a lot of dialogue either. He barely talks, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think you know why why get Matthew Modine for that if you're not going to really use him? Well, I mean it's Matthew Modine. It's not like they're getting Brad Pitt for the role. Yeah, but he's still a good actor. <laughs> What's Matthew Modine doing other than this? The guy. I mean, I the second season's got to be something with <laughs> with him, man. They're going to do something. Yeah, with him, man. I mean. No, I can't mention spoilers. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hit, but anyways, um, yeah. Overall, I mean, it's. I don't think it was like a scary Speak kind of for thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I could definitely see like where people would think it is for sure, but you yeah, know, but, I didn't think it was right because like what we like we talked about, um, like Mike mentioned, it's it's you can compare it to ET, you know, um, but you can also compare <laughs> it to Stephen King. Yeah, right. definitely. I yeah. mean, from somebody who can't even go into haunted houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, it's it's a really good show. Uh, I think it's worth checking out. What do you guys think overall? Do you think it's worth checking out? Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. Most everyone's probably seen it by now. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a great show. But yeah, what? I think it's Netflix's uh, a bit behind maybe Fuller House, weirdly, which was horrible, but everybody watched isn't it. Isn't that weird? That has the biggest numbers, doesn't it? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's their yeah. most popular show ever. But this yeah. is like number two. That's insane. Yeah, that is so insane. Well, I think it was like ninety percent of people who were watching that were watching ironically. Yeah, 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 probably. So, <laughs> and here's what I'm predicting for that too: if season two comes out, I think that's it's gonna drop off. You know, like I don't think people are gonna really Fuller House or, yeah. or Fuller or, House. Yeah, no, Fuller it House. Sucks. Yeah, and, I, it and did suck. that's what people kept talking about. I think it was cool, like for a second. It was, it was like, like a, it was like a Full House it, porn it, parody. It, it was yeah. good for the nostalgia, yeah, and then it just was mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. this is not worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was so weird. It felt. It felt really just weird. Like they all thought it was weird. That's <laughs> like I said. It felt like a porn parody of a oh, Full House <laughs> without the porn. Yeah. <laughs> And where's the fun in that? So, yeah, so Stranger Things, uh, really, really cool show. Uh, the Duffer Brothers um, were really, they did a really good job directing it, too. And and so one of the things that happens when, you know, someone is directing for the first time or they get a, a huge project, you know, like this, 
and they haven't directed anything before is that they can they can over direct kind of like I'm gonna use an example um What's what that? filmmaker are you going to throw under the bus? No, well, there's a new show on HBO. <laughs> uh, what's it called, called? High Maintenance? No. no. End of Night? What is it? Something? The Night Of. The Night Of? The yeah. Night Of. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure... I don't know if the guy that directs that, I'm pretty sure he's he's also, you know, like a new director. And mm. he kind of has a tendency to over-direct where, uh, you know, he concentrates too much on a, on a shot. And it's like, it just brings a, a, a lot of attention to, like, look at this shot. Look how gorgeous it is. Look at this thing. And it just tries to be too unique in that sense. Um, but like Stranger Things, you know, the guys did a really good job of, yeah, they had some really cool shots, some really cool iconic shots. Um, but overall, it's mostly about the characters. It's not about these guys like trying to bring attention to look, look how beautiful this, uh, this is and, and this cool, unique thing that we're, that we're going to shoot the scene. It was pretty simple. Um, and it was mostly just like about the characters and the storyline. So, yeah. yeah. So that, I think that's a really good first uh, for those guys, you know, yeah. like a first mm-hmm. big project. So it gives me, a, uh, gives me. Yeah, I don't really know what they did before that. Right, they I don't, did one I don't... movie, Murdoch, something. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Uh, that was about it, I think. Yeah, so so I have a lot of faith in these guys for season two because as we found out, they're gonna make a season two. So yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, spoiler for the first season, I guess. How so? Well, not everybody dies apparently. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone yeah. dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Any any closing thoughts on uh, Stranger Things? Um, I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anything else that maybe you guys uh, want to mention about it that you really enjoyed outside of the characters and uh, the directors? No, <laughs> the directors, also, the characters, so, and the plot. Yeah. yeah no. So um, yeah, like you mentioned, though the score. The score was really awesome, right? Um, it was so really awesome. Mark mentioned that they're releasing the soundtrack for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is released. Yeah, it is So, yeah, so that's worth checking out because, yeah, it's really cool. And I think the soundtrack was one of those things that also did a really good job of capturing that vibe, that 80s kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, and, and over and another thing, too, the directors did a really good job of capturing that kind of, uh, yeah, you know, that atmosphere homage as well. to uh, exactly. 80s, 80s yeah. films. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, they, they, they tipped their hat to a lot of 80s movies as well, especially like E.T., and yeah. stuff like that, you know, like great eighties music soundtrack, like eighties yeah. tunes in there too. So yeah, incredible, cool. incredible. Yeah. Then, well, and not on the subject of Stranger Things. I wanted to bring this up quickly. Sure, it's a subject that I'm kind of obsessed with. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we we contact you guys when you were going to express interest about being on the show, and uh, we gave you a questionnaire, and one of the things that we brought up was a movie that you would want to see uh, rebooted yes. or oh, remade. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. movie you wouldn't want to see remade. That's a great and question. I, this yeah. is like a. I mean, obviously, we're living in a time where so many franchises are so being rebooted, many. like Ghostbusters, and and a lot of them are not great, and they're maybe not a great decision. Obviously, just because we saw these movies when we were young and we fell in love with them, probably, right. and, and right, you don't right, want right, someone right. to touch your your past or whatever. Uh, yeah, but I, I do think there are movies that should be remade. Maybe they, we didn't have the technology or we didn't have the expertise or the style didn't fit when those movies were made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as like a topic that I'm just like obsessed with, I would love to get your guys' thoughts on this. Yeah. <laughs> so I would ask you, what was a movie you would like to see? That Well, we'll start with one movie that you wouldn't want to see touched by anybody. Go ahead, Amy. Uh, heavyweights. Heavyweights? <laughs> which <laughs> I, which I, I feel bad for you, because I feel like every director in Hollywood is trying to get that. Oh, I'm sure made. everybody <laughs> would love to remake it, but it is yeah. so perfectly done. I mean, uh, Mark and I have rewatched it since our childhood, and uh, it still to this day is just 
perfect in my mind. <laughs> I, I, I'd have Don't a hard it. time watching it again yeah. if anybody were to remake it. Don't touch yeah. it. And perfect. I, yeah, and I had never watched this movie. You've before. never watched yeah. it? You've never seen Oh, my God. Oh, George, we're going to have you over. We're going to have you over. so many great scenes, like the great dance scene where none of the kids are dancing with each other. Oh, my God. Oh, is that true? Like, for real? Yeah. Oh, my God. And when he's screaming after getting the honey spread all over his chest and it's just a deer. Amazing. Yeah, so that guy, Tim, in the movie, Tim, you know, he's a director of the new Ghostbusters. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. He directed Bridesmaids. He's yep. obviously yep. a very oh. successful director. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's Tim. <laughs> Just a little yeah. fun fact for you. Cool. cool. You know, it's like Ben Stiller before he got yeah. really Dude, it's big. Judd Apatow's like first yeah. writing debut, man. Good it's like, know. I think it's like it's one like of his first. It's like the original. That's why it's like, you like wonder why it's like so good. It's like these guys like, like really like first big project and it was actually pretty innovative in its in its time in terms I, of I thinking agree. like seriously they, it's like, like incredible they send him to a this kid to a fat camp uh-huh. and it, the original thought of the fat camp is everybody is accepted like just have fun right learn except who you are and be happy you are exactly. love your body and then Ben Stiller takes over and he's trying to get them to lose weight Ooh, it's right. so funny and <laughs> I'm sold yeah, it's so like Paul Fig, yeah, right. Paul, 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 Paul Fig, right. That's, yeah, right. that's, that's what I was trying to say, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right. Paul Fig, that's right. Yeah, he's Tim. Yeah, yeah, he's a camp counselor, right? <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Doing the dance. Yeah, and just imagine him making you know Ghostbusters and uh, Bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> Bridesmaids is really good, though. Yeah, Bridesmaids is really, really good. Movie. Yeah, still not seen the new Ghostbusters yet. Me neither. Maybe yeah, I was kind of bummed out though, like the reception that it was getting though. You know, like it's really unfortunate people were really down on it. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping it would be good. Me too. I like the idea if you're gonna reboot something, do it different. Uh, do it different, right? Yeah. And they're kind of just making yeah. it all women, and like I thought yeah. that was interesting. And yeah, yeah. And then there was like all that bullshit yeah, online of people like getting stupid. angry about it. And yeah. See, unfortunately, and I'm a female, but you know, I. <laughs> And I say this because, like, I grew up in a very comedic time frame. I, I did mm. a lot of comedy acting, et cetera, mm. in, like, high school, junior high, et cetera. But, oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I did a lot of, like, com- like competitive, humorous acting and mm. such. Because wow. I would do anything to make a laugh. So, it, like, I'm like, whatever. Uh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the female comedians, and even some of the male comedians, are just not as good <laughs> and not as polished as, like, the guys in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was just a very special group of guys, though, know. you know? Like, yeah, you just, I don't think you can replicate anything like that just in general. Hmm. Is there anything I mean, else it was like original SNL out? guys. Yeah, but like, yeah, amazing. Is there like any a, other? From a golden age of Chicago improv, essentially, all yeah. of us. See, I think right. people might say something like, uh, uh, the Hangover, like they might mention those guys, but they, no, like. But see, well, I feel yeah. like comedy has changed too. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the styles have changed, yeah. and so it's kind of hard to compare it because it's apples and oranges. And like mm. the guys, the original SNL guys from Chicago Improv were. Mm. Yeah, I mean that comedy. I feel may not be politically correct, but yeah. it kind of holds true across all over the place. Whereas now mm. people are just going for cheap shots and just. Getting more crude and crude and crude, and it's yeah. like this isn't even funny anymore because yeah. they're losing touch of like that was big. Yeah, that was big around that time. Where it was like The Hangover and shit like that, right? Like, it, it, when, like crude yeah. comedy. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's kind of dwindled a little bit since then, right? I don't think it's too much mm. that mm. way. I mean, you figure like The Hangover, and then like Bridesmaid is like okay, like females can do it too, right? Mm. So they're like, That's true. That's like the true. female version is like trying to be crude too, and yeah. like. 
Which, I mean, I kind of also like because as a female. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I yeah. like. Has worked in kitchens gotta... most of her life and uses those words a <laughs> exactly. little too much. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's like why the new Ghostbusters should have been awesome because great female cast. Uh, great female cast. Yeah. I mean, but neither of us have seen it though. So That's true. No. I mean, we're just, pretty much, yeah. we're just take, pretty much taking everyone else's Right, exactly. Yeah. It. And Tim directed it, so it should be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you to see the movie. Yeah. Oh I my God, check it out. George. Yeah. Do we have it on Blu-ray? So yeah. anytime you want to borrow it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got it on Blu-ray? Dude, oh, that's, wow. a, that's a it's, buy. It was a buy. <laughs> a buy. On Blu-ray, too. Yes, exactly. Nice. Any movie that I'm, like, very big fan of, like, I have to own it. But, yeah, don't touch uh, that movie. Right, and yours was Mighty Ducks, right? No, no. No, no. mine was Dune. Oh, Dune? It's the one oh, no, 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 I'm no, sorry. Don't, to, don't touch. Don't touch Back to the Future. Uh, do not even touch that movie. Oh, yeah. Because just don't do it. You know, I give it another it. five Would years. you be opposed to them making another Back to the Future, though? I'd be super opposed to anything <laughs> touching that franchise. Just don't, even, just don't even do it. I don't think they did so well in the second and third one as much. No, not, I mean, not really exactly. Then if so you didn't why, do too well in the second and third, well, that was the don't do Ghostbusters. Four. A lot of people don't like the, the second Ghostbusters film. Yeah, I like, personally love it. I thought it was good. It's not like bad or anything, uh, yeah. but it's like not but like the magic the of the Ghostbusters, right? You know, like if you couldn't do it with Bill Murray and all the original cast and the original writers, it's probably not worth trying to do it now. They're not right. here anymore, so it's just kind of it's like it's a lost style of comedy. Yeah, it's a very it lost is. style of comedy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, that movie is Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, which is a problem for me because they're actively trying to remake it right now. The Rock is trying to remake oh, it. Oh, that's right. He is. I heard about <laughs> it, and it keeps being put off. So yeah. oh, I'd just be devastated. I don't know. Yeah, right, exactly, man. They, I, they it feels were, like it's a perfect film. <laughs> yeah, right. There were talks of Back to the Future Four, man. There were mm-hmm. talks big time, man. It's yeah. like, what are you gonna do? Like, I don't understand what you would even do, mm-hmm. unless it's a reboot. But like, still, it makes no sense to re- even touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get it. So what about a movie that you guys would like to see? Right. Which actually, yeah. like, the, the whole idea of don't touch this movie is actually a really popular thing. Everybody has their movies that they hold <laughs> yeah. sacred. Oh, yeah. And that's why I thought it would be interesting to bring up a film that you might want to see remade. Yeah. 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 Dune. Dune. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that actually makes me curious. Have you seen a film called Yodorowsky's Dune? No. So that's a documentary, Alejandro Yodorowsky, who you might know from your film school days. Yeah, One of the, like, so. he is, like, the most, like, art house director I can, I, I can imagine. All right. Uh, the, the film's, like, almost nobody outside of people who are, like, serious film fans would enjoy his films whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. They're so weird and off-kilter. Yeah. Uh, but this is a documentary about his making of Dune. He got... <laughs> Very far in the process of making Dune, yeah. I think they had like a $20 million budget or something, or maybe like yeah. a $10 million budget, and they got within like a million dollars of doing it, yeah. and then it fell apart. Yeah. But it's, it's called Yodorowsky's Dune, and it's, nice. a, it's a documentary about his project. Apparently there's like a Bible, a thick Bible that he made with uh, uh, storyboards and everything oh, about yeah, nice. what his film would have been. I gotta check that out. Uh, it's insane and ridiculous. I'm sure it would have been horrible. But uh, it's really in the documentary yeah, it makes it seem beautiful and amazing. Yeah. The only thing is hard to find though, because I don't think it's like it's on Netflix or anything. Yodorowsky's like Dune. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, you so. can get it. You can rent it on iTunes or Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Um, I- iTunes, Amazon. Yeah. I gotta check yeah. that out because Dune. I mean, like that's David Lynch. I mean, yeah. yeah. So well, he has this great thing where they they ended up taking it away from him and giving it to David Lynch. And then when they made, when David Lynch released his version, right. he said yeah. he was so nervous and sick to his stomach and he went and watched the movie yeah. and he like skipped out of the theater because it was horrible. So yeah. it was that bad. It was literally that. It's like one of the worst movies ever made in my uh-huh. opinion. And it's like, 
you have David Lynch doing like Blue Velvet and Elephant Man, and it's like Dune, and it's like what the hell? But then I found out that David Lynch was tapped to direct The Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. and so then he was pulled off that project to Whoa. do Dune. Wow! Could you wow. imagine Empire Strikes Back? Oh, it's like, oh man. shit, that would have been. Would have killed the. Franchise, that would have killed the franchise, probably. pretty much. Even fuck. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe Dune could be remade. I mean, like, there's some, like, I mean, bring back Kyle McLaughlin. Like he's doing Portlandia. He's doing great. Man. <laughs> awesome, man. I mean, I bring him right. back. And, he's like, relaunching Twin Peaks. Yeah, he's. Relaunch- oh yeah, that's right. That's gonna be sick. I uh, think. Oh Peaks, yeah, I love the Twin first Peaks, season. Actually. Oh my god, incredible! That uh, that score also, uh, Angelo Badalamenti. Right? Is that you say his name, I think? I'm not sure. I don't know. That, that composer? Uh, incredible. Cool. Mm-hmm. That score is awesome, too. All right, so, uh, Amy, what about you? Like, what's something that you would like to see remade? Uh, you know, I thought long and hard about this, and it's kind of controversial, but Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Mighty so Ducks. So, I Definitely grew up. I know. I grew up watching Mighty Dunks. Mm-hmm. D- Dunks. Uh, Ducks. <laughs> 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 and, you know, it was a, such an iconic movie of most of our childhood, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. When you go back and rewatch them, mm. they're awful. They're <laughs> oh, really awful. Like the second, the third one especially. The third one's bad. Third mm-hmm. one's awful. You can't even watch it. First that's one. That's Team USA, or, or is that the second one? Uh, second one's Team USA. Okay. Yeah, second one is Team USA, where they go to like the World Cup. Third one is where uh, Charlie gets very angsty, oh. and it gets kind of painful to watch. Oh, so I feel like yeah. they could almost do a better job, kind of revamping it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, how are you going to? Would find it still it? be hockey? I see. I would has, want it. It has to be hockey. It has to be hockey. But but who are you going to find to play those like you know childhood teenage heartthrobs? Well, and, <laughs> and, and like try to fill those roles. The kids is going to have to come down Charlie. to a great casting director. The, right. the, the, the pivotal role is going to be the coach. Who's the new uh, coach? Exactly. Yeah. Could who's Gordon Bombay? Exactly. It could still yeah. be Emilio Estevez. Right? It could still be. Yeah. Just you have to find the next Emilio. Right. He could be Charlie Sheen. He could be the next skate shop owner. Oh. He's the skate shop owner. That's great. Yeah, yeah he's the yeah he's the new. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's okay. the new uh, Hans. I know. Whatever. See, yeah. yeah, right. And it'd be exactly. kind of like a tip of the hat to the uh, original. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, really awesome. I'm he's behind on. this project now. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah, make this like, happen. He's like, I knew it was you. You always come around the shop this time of night. You know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, don't make it sound sexual. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Who knows what these remakes going on these days? Impossible. My God. Oh boy! Yeah, but I yeah. still can't see like Tammy Duckworth without thinking quack quack quack, Mister Duckworth. Oh <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That's right. So yeah, so okay, we got this. So we hire the the, the Duffer Brothers for their amazing child uh, <laughs> casting. Yes. Get and we, the kids and we, too. And we get them. Into, and we get them to make Mighty Ducks. <laughs> and we teach them how to skate and play hockey yeah. and and make it less roll. scary for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll be all good. Keep it lighthearted. Keep it lighthearted. <laughs> It's yeah. like, no, you can't do that. It's too scary. Lighthearted, yeah. lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it, guys. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, thank you for the beer, Amy. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, and by the way, congratulations to you guys for your recent engagement. Oh, thanks, So uh, I was going to mention it in the beginning, but I forgot all about it. <laughs> I'm just uh, fine. Yeah, so cheers to that, guys. Cheers hey, to thanks, these guys. Yeah, thanks cheers. for coming on. Yeah, thanks really for having us, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, I guess if you guys want to share how people can find you guys on social media, uh, how will they be able to do so? Uh, yeah, you know, Mark Curzio, Facebook, or, uh, you know, DJOB at SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, I'm at Little Chef Bakes at Instagram or Twitter, uh-huh. and Amy Classman on Facebook. Cool. All right, and Mike, what about you? Uh, I'm at Mike Gonzalez on Twitter. 
M I K E G O N Z A L E Z. Hey, you got ah, it. I nailed yeah, it. Yeah, right. Um, I usually screw that up. Yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> I, I'm I'm fam- very familiar with fumbling intros, so it's okay. Um, and outros, but no. So if you guys want to listen to more of our episodes, like I mentioned, you can find us some cinema dot fm. I think that's it. And you can also find us on iTunes. So that's really easy to find. So you can subscribe there as well and listen to some of our other episodes. Yeah, or on Facebook. We link everything there. That's true. We also have a Facebook page. And you can also find me at the Lopez 23 on Instagram and Twitter and have another podcast called The Few Brews Podcast. It's about the craft beer industry and My Yellow Sun. It's an audiovisual storytelling project that I run with my buddy Tommy and Jason. So you can find those at MyYellowSun.com. That's it. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.